Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Today, I want to talk to you about all of us being on the same page. Uh, it struck me as I was speaking through last service. Most of us have not heard what I'm going to speak on since we've moved into this new building. If you have been coming, I'm, I believe in crowd participation. If you have been coming since we moved into this building, would you just raise your hand? Just, yeah, 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 yeah. So like since like you started coming when we moved into this building, raise your hand. Sorry, I know that was cr- crazy confusing. So, so, some of you are like, oh, dadgummit. Um, it's okay. We didn't count your hand for salvation. You're okay. Um, so, you've never heard this, this message I'm going to talk to you about. Because what I want to talk to you about is that many times the most talented team isn't necessarily the team that wins. We saw that out yesterday, Notre Dame, right? We saw that yesterday, Texas A&M, right? We, we see that happen all the time. Just because you have the most talented individuals on a team doesn't mean that it's the best team that day. Because what happens, you see this, and you're getting ready to really see it in the NFL, right? People want their touches. They want their stats. They need need to look important. And when that starts happening, the team takes the back seat, and that person becomes all about themselves instead of the mission of the team. And the team that's really gelled together, they may not be as talented as the team that they beat. What happened? They are focused on what the team's mission is, what the team's goal is, and they keep their eye glued on that. And that's what I want to talk to us about as a church today is you and I having our eyes fixed on what our mission is as a church. So I want to talk to you. The title of my message is Clear Eyes, Full Hearts. Some of you, come on Friday Night Lights. You can't. Some of you are like, where's this coming from? If you've not seen Friday Night Lights TV show, you ought to, right? Um, Coach Taylor said that in the Friday Night Lights TV series. Full hearts, oh, excuse me, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. And what he's saying is this. If we have eyes that are unobstructive and that really focus on what matters. If we have hearts that are full of courage and love and joy, then we as a team can't lose. And you've seen it. I've seen it. You've seen football teams. You've seen businesses that were more talented. They had more money than your business. They had more talent than your business. And we won't say that out loud, but that they crumbled because they got their eyes off what really mattered. And it started becoming about them and their opinions and their preferences, and they got off center and lost the identity of their mission. And can I tell you, there are churches all over this world. They're closing their doors at record speed. Why? Because they lost the ability to have clear eyes, to have full hearts, and as a result, they lost. Right? They they took their eyes off what really mattered. And I don't think there's a group of people that did this worse, that took their eyes off the big mission, that came up short, that had all the talent, everything going for them than Moses and the Israelites, right? If you, if you go back and you really read 
about Moses and the Israelites, here, here's what I will tell you. If you've never, like most of us probably know the story of Exodus, um, when the Israelites are freed from the Egyptians. If you don't, if you've never read that story, it's found in a book of the Bible called Exodus. Um, so, weird how that works. So, um, we, we know the, the story, so we're not going to go through that. But the burning bush moment, when, when Moses appears, goes to God, God's appearing in this burning bush, and he's talking to Moses. He tells Moses, man, I've heard the cries of the Israelites. I'm going to use you to deliver them. And he, he, he ended with this. Go back and read it in Exodus. I think it's Exodus chapter 4, Exodus 3, something like that. And he said, to deliver them into a promised land. Right, that was the big mission. Wasn't just to deliver them, right? Wasn't just to get them out of trouble, but to get them to his promise. And can I just say this, and this isn't in my notes, but some of us, we have done exactly that. All we have used God for and all we've allowed God to do is get us out of our trouble and out of our situation when God's way more focused and worried about getting you to the place he has prepared and promised you to have, the life that he's promised to have for you if you will just keep your eyes focused on what God has and keep moving and keep changing and keep walking after God. Don't sell yourself short. Some of you, that's been it. And as a church, we can do this if we're not careful. And in Numbers chapter 13, verse 14, it tells the story of when the wheels came off, right? And it was kind of rackety and starting to come off before this. But Numbers 13 and 14, Moses decides to send 12 guys 12 men into the promised land to take a scouting trip, right? That's what they're doing. They're looking at it. They're probably taking measurements because that's what guys do. Like, oh, that looks good, right? Like, um, and they're, they're going around spying on different cities and seeing how fortified they are, what the people are like, all these different things. And they come back and they start off by like, it's, it's like a compliment sandwich, but they forgot the second piece of the compliment, right? They're like, it is a great, great property. Like, it looks good, Clark, right? Like, it looks great. It looks phenomenal. And Joseph and Caleb, it's like they're stepbrothers, right? Like the movie Stepbrothers. Did we just become best friends? Yep, right? They come in and they're like, we can do this, right? Like, we got this, shake and bake, right? We can do this to get, like, we got this. And the other 10 yahoos are like, no, we can't. No, we can't. Like, uh, what if? Like, they're, they're, they've got fortified cities. Dude, God opened a, the Red Sea, right? And you're scared of a city, right? Well, the people are tall, right? Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, the, the people are really, really big, and I'm scared. And what happened was these 10 guys started spreading rumors. They started spreading gossip. They started spreading fear, and it divided the people. And God comes to a place, he's like, I'm done, I'm out. None of them are going except Josh and Caleb, right? Like those two are going in. The rest of you suckers are in timeout for 40 years. And, and that's what happened, right? And, and all of a sudden, they, they came up short. Why? Because they got divided. They started being more about their preferences and their opinion than God's mission, and if we're not careful, we can get about our opinion and our preferences instead of the mission God has for us. So here's what I want us to focus on today. Very first thing, instead of focusing on what divides us, let's be consumed with Jesus Christ who unites us. Right? There are so many things right now in the world 
in our culture, especially the last few years, that have divided us. We're in a divisive, hateful, mean culture right now. And I think we all could agree on that. Like, people have gotten mean. And if you don't agree with people, they're like, then we're not friends, right? I'm going to take my ball and I'm going to go home. Like, if you don't think like me, then we can't even hang out and we can't be around each other at Thanksgiving dinner. So I'm going to say some stuff that's going to make some of you really mad. In fact, some of you in the next few minutes are going to want to get up. And this would be a horrible time for you to take a bathroom break. You're going to want to get up. And walk out of this place, right? You're, you are going to be upset because you're like, man, that's, that's just a little too far. Some of you in this place like Taco Bueno better than Taco Bell. How many of you like Taco Bell? I expect the teenager's hands to go up, right? Like, how many of you like Taco Bueno? Come on, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, for all you Taco Bell people, there's a verse in the Bible that says, when I was a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, and I understood like a child, but when I became a man, right, I could afford Taco Bueno. Um, Some of you prefer Popeyes over Chick-fil-A, over God's chicken. Like... You closed on Sundays, right? Even Kanye West closed on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And and hear me. I can say this much. Popeye's has better sides. Fight me. Fight me all day. They're red beans and rice and their mashed potatoes and gravy. If you haven't had it, take it. Like, go try it because you can't go to Chick-fil-A. It will change your life, right? But chicken-wise, come on. Like, it's God's chicken. Some of you, like OSU over OU, right? Some of you like OU instead of OSU. Yeah, right? And and it's amazing. We're still sitting here together. We're still getting together, right? And they're like, you know, Bedlam doesn't happen for a while. Some of you like chocolate chip cookies over raisin oatmeal cookies. Chocolate chippers, come on. Oatmeal raisin. Here's my problem with you. Here's my problem. You are the people that like good and plenties. You like tuna casserole, right? You are those people. Like, I got you. I know who you are. I finally understand why good and plenty is in business. It's because of oatmeal raisin people. You probably like generic Oreos that aren't real Oreos. What's this world coming to, right? Like, my, I don't know why I do this. Every time I see an oatmeal raisin cookie, I'm like, is there chocolate chips in there? There's chocolate chips in there. Like, there's hope that there's chocolate, because it can be redeemed if there's chocolate instead of a nasty, wilted-up grape. <laughs> See, we're divided, right? There's so much that divides us, but here's what I'm going to tell you. You may like Taco Bell, and they may like Taco Bueno, but you both serve Jesus. Man, what unites you is greater than what divides you. You may like Chick-fil-A, and they may like Popeye's chicken, but you both serve Jesus. So what unites you is greater than what divides you. You may vote Republican, and you may vote Democrat, but who you serve, Jesus Christ, unites us more than what divides us, right? You may wear a mask, and you may choose not to wear a mask, but who you serve, Jesus Christ, is greater than what divides us. You may be vaccinated and unvaccinated. We got elections coming up, but hear me. The Savior you and I serve draws us together and unites us more than what divides us, so let's be consumed with him. 
And let's be consumed with what he's called us to be and who he's called us to be and how he's called us to conduct ourselves as a church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, it says this. I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church. Rather, instead, be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, right? Can I, can I just tell you, dude, the things happening in and through Foundation Church is just crazy, stupid, awesome. Like, I love what God's doing in this church. Like, every Sunday, it is my get-to day as a pastor. I would go to this church. God's honest truth. I would go to this church even if I wasn't the pastor, do you know how many pastors don't say that? Like most pastors are like, I can't wait to get away from these people. I got 10 more years, right? I'm like, <laughs> like I, I love what God is doing in this body of believers. Like it is something remarkable. And what I want us to understand, we got to continue to be focused on what God's mission is for Foundation Church. Hear me, other churches aren't our competition. Man, I hope God continues to do great things in the churches that surround us. Bethel Baptist down here, man, I hope they continue to grow. Life Church, I hope they continue to grow. Church on the Move is not our competition. Transformation Church is not our competition. Our job is to do what God has called Foundation Church to do and not to compare what God's doing here with everywhere else, right? So what is our mission then? What is, our, what is our purpose? What are we all about? Hear me, this is a, if this is your first time tuning in or being here, you couldn't pick a better day. Our mission is simply this. We exist to make Jesus famous, period. We exist to make Jesus famous, to point people to Jesus, to point people to a Savior, not to a church because a church won't fix you, not to a pastor, because I'm messed up. No amening. Came from this section. I'm, I'm just talking to you guys from now on. Not to point them to a program, but to point them to a savior. Because can I tell you, the, I am convinced of this, the answer to not just this city, but to the nation is Jesus Christ. The answer to the world is Jesus Christ. And he says, there is but one way to the Father, and it is through the Son. And if we, our job is to point people, and everything that we do on Sundays throughout the week is to make Jesus famous. And if you don't like that mission, hear me, you're not going to like this church. And I can point you to several other churches that you will love. But that's not us. So how do we keep that going? How do we make that become a reality. What's our how-tos on this? Well, it's called our values, and we're getting them up very soon. But here's what I want you to know. What our values are, what our steps are to seeing that happen is this. The first one is this. We want to be a place where the lost become found. You know, every week, almost every single week, people raise their hand for salvation or to recommit their life to Jesus. Every single, already three people in first service, right? Like every Weak, it happens. And Foundation Church, don't get used to that. Like there are so many places where it's just a collection of saints instead of a hospital for the lost. 
One of my friends put on Facebook that he heard from a doctor's office that they're not seeing sick people. And I'm like, ah, man, that will preach, right? Like so many churches, well, we don't let people come in that act like they're lost. You're gonna have to go till you know how to act. No, come in as you are and meet a savior who changes everything. We gotta be a place where the lost can become found, right? Second thing is this, growing equals changing. Is that if we're truly, if we're truly, man, everybody that encountered Jesus, their life was changed. They are growing. They're becoming more like him and less like their old self. And that is our goal, is that it's called sanctification, right? This is a, fan, a simpler way of saying sanctification, that you are becoming less like you and more like him. This is why I'm excited about our midweek service, because we're going to be doing diving into discipleship. This is why I'm excited about our connect groups. This is why I'm excited about our college ministry kicking off. This is why I'm excited about our youth ministries on Wednesday nights. This is why I am excited about connect groups that are signing up today, right? It's because it helps you grow and change. This is why baptism at the end of this month on the 25th is such a big deal because that is a public statement that a change has happened inside of you, right? And it's not something to be timid or ashamed about, but it's something we get to celebrate and be excited about because growing means I'm changing and changing means I am growing. The third thing is this, is that we will be people that are found people that are finding people. We will be purposeful and intentional about inviting people to a place where they can hear a savior that changes everything, right? The woman at the well went and told the whole village what was going on and who she met and the whole village came out and most of them accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and savior. When the disciples met Jesus for the first time, what did they do? They went and got their buddies and their cousins and their friends and they brought them to a place where they could meet a savior named Jesus. Christ who changed everything. Our church is going to reach lost people because we are intentional about it. We are purposeful in being found people that found people. And I am crazy passionate about this point because I got to tell you, I believe this, that there is a movement of God that needs to happen in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And if we will have clear eyes and a full heart and we do the courageous thing, man, people's lives are going to be changed because what God is doing through this body of believers. Found people, find people. It's a reality. The fourth thing is this, we're better together. We've hit that. We're better together. Man, don't do life alone. Get involved in a connect group. Get involved in a men's ministry. Get involved in women's ministry. I hear all the time, when are you gonna do more? When are you gonna do more? When you start coming to what we have. Stop complaining that we don't have enough when we don't have people show up to our men and women's group. Well, you don't have anything at my time. We got them in the morning. We got them in the evening. We got them on Saturday. We got them on, I mean, come on right? Like you got to try a little bit. Like you are trying to miss the target now. I'm like, just stop it right now, right? Last thing is this, is that save people, serve people. Next week, we will have a sign up to serve day, September 18th. Man, save people, serve people so that serve people become save people, right? Serving is a huge, huge deal. And this is our mission, and this is our how, and these are our values, that all these things go to make Jesus famous. But understand this, is that some of us ain't enough of us. It takes all of us. That's really good English. Some of us ain't enough of us. It takes all of us. Some of us doing the work, that's not what Foundation Church is about. Man, we need all of us engaging and doing what God is calling us to do. Have you ever seen a star football athlete that they decide not to play? They just don't feel like it, right? You're like, uh. 
it's called the NBA. But um, they just decide not to, I, I'm just not going to, and I'm going to sit out. And you go crazy, right? You're like, dude, it, not because they're just wrecking your fantasy football like score. You're like, our team needs you. Stop being a baby. You are getting paid millions of dollars, but I'm not getting enough millions. Shut up. You're catching a football for crying out loud, right? Like, like you are getting paid to millions and millions of dollars to play a game, right? And they're like, well, I just, I'm, no, no, I'm not getting paid enough. And it irritates you because you're like, dude, stop being a prima donna and get in the game because our team Need you. Can I tell you this much? Foundation Church, we need you. Like, we, we need all you. Man, if you're a teenager, we need you. Right? All of our college students, whether you go to TU, whether you go to ORU, whether you go to TTCU, or some other initial that I don't know, we need you. Right? Don't wait till you graduate college to get involved. Man, we want you to be a part. Young, young married, young singles, we need you. Retired people, we need you in the body of Christ to become active because it takes all of us to see this mission come to fruition and become a reality. I love, love, love what Helen Keller said. She said, alone we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. In Philippians chapter two, verse one through four says this. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. But be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Here's what Paul is doing. He's getting rid of all the excuses we use in this passage. Well, well, nobody's asked me personally. Well, this is your invitation. I'm personally asking you, man, get involved because we need you. Right? Start giving because we need you. We got more to do. Start serving because we need you. Start showing up because we need you. We want you, right? But, well, well, but, but I got burned at my last church. And I said this before. I got burned on a stove once, but I kept cooking, right? Like, <laughs> stop putting your past experience on your present situation. Stop making what others have done to you bigger than what Jesus did for you, right? Like he did a lot bigger things for you than what other people have done to you. So why don't we focus on that? Well, I'm still kind of feeling it out. You have been coming for three years. Right? Like, how much more do you got to feel out? Right? It doesn't take, some of us ain't enough of us. It takes, do you know, dude, can, can I just give, give me just a few more minutes? What would happen in this place and in Tulsa, Oklahoma, if we all engaged in this mission? Whew. Bro, forget about parking lots. We got to find a new place. We're going to Sunday night service, right? We're going back to three services. We're going to like five services. I'm going to preach them all, but you're going to be like, he's got to be tired. Nope, let's go, right? I'm ready. It, it would literally, we would see a move of God in this city that affects people's lives in a way that's never been done. That's what we're about. That's what I'm about, 
is seeing Jesus made famous through the church and that it's not pointing to us, it's pointing people to him. So understand this. If that's gonna happen, we've gotta stop comparing our talent and start using it. We gotta stop comparing our talent and start using it. Romans chapter 12. One of my favorite chapters in the New Testament is Romans 12, and one of my other favorites is Ephesians chapter five. If you've never read them or haven't read them in a long time, there's your homework. They are awesome. But Romans 12, chapter verse three through 11, and then we're gonna jump to verse 21. says this, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give, give, he was a hick apparently. I give. I couldn't go by it. I usually try when I don't know the word, but I was like, dummy. Um, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. We're gonna come back to that in just a second. Measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's bodies. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, Be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. And don't we do that the opposite way? So many times we let go of what's good and we grip onto the wrong that's been done us, done to us. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Don't let evil conquer you but conquer evil by doing good. How do we conquer evil by doing good? We start using the talents and the abilities God has given us to be a part of something that is bigger than me building my castle, but is me building God's kingdom, right? So how do we maximize our talents and gifts? The first thing is this, understand this, understand your gift came from God, so it isn't just for you. Your gift and your talent, it's not just for you. Well, I don't have any talents. Lie, right? Have an honest evaluation about your giftings and your talents. Well, I guess I'm nice. Well, then you have kindness. Use it. Right? Well, but, but I guess, I, guess I'm, I like to give. Well, then you've got the gift of giving. Use it. Right? Is this another money ploy? No, I'm just telling you, read the Bible. Understand your gift's not just for you. It's for his kingdom, right? So, so all you parents, got little four-year-olds, five-year-olds, and they love, you know, the pe- uh, Pepperidge Farm goldfish crackers, right? And you go to the store and you buy goldfish. I remember this happening. We would buy goldfish and whatever kid got it was like, they'd walk around just throwing, it's like they throw goldfish like this all over the place, especially in your car. I swear this happens. They're just crumbs, right? They're just like, I'm like, why God? Anyways, we've kind of moved past that a little bit. They're 15 and like almost 18. Um, We're close to not having crumbs in the car. But um, if your kid grabs that bag, and this has happened, and the other child wants some of those goldfish crackers, and they say, no, mine, and they just keep walking off, you're like, wait, 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 wait. I didn't see you driving to the store. You're five years old. You didn't pay for those goldfish, Right? 
You didn't pick them up off the shelf and put them in the cart and pay for them. Give me those gold. Like you snatch it out of their nappy little hands. You're slobbering on them anyways, right? Like give those to me. You bought them for your house. Can I tell you, God gave you your gifts and talents for his house, not just for yours, right? So use them for his house. If we're going to maximize our talents, we've got to understand, realize not all of us have the same gift. Not all of us have the same gift. I'm going to take a second here. So, let's say. I don't even know how to turn this thing on. Oh, hey, we're live. What's this pedal do? I don't know how to play this. I don't, I'm going to hit myself in the face. I don't know how to play this. And hear me, my mama told me I could sing. I'm not a good singer. But my mom said, and I, I, I would, can I just, secret ambition? I would love to be a musician. Like, I would love to be able to play the guitar. I think it is sexy and hot. <laughs> and I'm a straight man who's been married for 24 years. I still think... <laughs> Like, if I could play the guitar, I promise you, I would wake up Casey playing the guitar like a mariachi band. I would be like, I would. I would do it every day. Here, here, God did not give me that ability. Thank God, right, for Casey's sake. And I'm doing a disservice if I said, well, if I can't sing, and I can't be a musician, then I'm not doing it, right? Can I tell you, some of you, you want to be something. It said take an honest self-evaluation of yourself, not what you wish you were, not what your mama said you were, but what you actually are, right? And some of you, you are not, you can't sing word doo-doo. So stop trying out for the worship team. Like 12 times the charm, right? <laughs> no, it's not. But we got all kinds of places you can serve. Man, understand, my gifts aren't the same gifts that Derek Hensley has. Like, my gifts are not the same gifts that, that Daniel and Braden Brandon has. We have different gifts. And what makes the body work so well is when the arm acts like the arm instead of acting like the leg. Right? When the leg starts acting like the leg and not the head, right? It makes for a help. When our body doesn't function like it is supposed to, it is paralyzed. And the body of Christ has become paralyzed because everybody's wishing they were something or they're not just using the gifts they were given. So understand this. Know who you are and know what you do best. Know who you are. I know what you do best. Mother Teresa said this, I can do things you cannot and you can do things I cannot. But together, we can do great things. Can I tell you, together, we can do great things. Last thing is this, when it comes to using your gifts and talents, give it all you got, to quote George Strait. <laughs> Gonna give it all you got tonight. Um, anyways, see, um, <laughs> Don't halfway do it. Biggest pet peeve in all my life is when I watch athletic competitions, basketball, football, anything, and somebody's just halfway going through it. 
They're given half effort. There's a phrase that's called that I can't say from this stage. <laughs> They're halfway doing it. And you're like, don't, don't, don't even do it. I remember when I was a coach of Little League Girls Basketball, and we had girl, we stunk. We weren't good. And I had one girl that was the worst player on our team. She's third grade. And I remember at a practice, she wouldn't hustle, she wouldn't try. And I pulled her over there, and I, she's this big, I'm this big. And her name was Gracie or something like that. I don't know. You don't remember, like, not good people. Um, so <laughs> we're going to say Gracie. And I looked at her, I go, Gracie, I go, I need you to hustle. And she's like, I'm trying. I go, no, you're not. I'm like, I need you. I go, you are the worst player we have. I really did. And she looked up at me. I go, do you want to suck the rest of your life? I was, this is why I'm not a coach. Um, this is why they don't come to our church. Um, but she's like, no. I'm like, then you got to hustle. You got to hustle, right? Like, there's no reason for us not to hustle, not to give it all we got. Her mom came and thanked me for that speech, actually, after I gave it to her, just so you're like, holy cow, what is going on? Told you I'm messed up. Don't become like me. We're like making Jesus famous, right? Here's what I would tell you. We are here to give it all we got. That we would live in such a way, as Paul said in Philippians 1.10, that we would focus on what really matters. And Hebrews says this, and it's, I promise I'm, I'm finishing. Hebrews 12, one through three says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. What's hindering you this morning? What's hindering us as a church this morning? And whatever it is that's ensnaring you, that's entangling you, one version says is weighing you down, throw it off. Because this is how you and I this is how we as a body of Christ live with clear eyes. That they're not getting distracted, they're not getting obstructed, but we have a clear vision on the mission God has given us. We have full hearts, they're courageous. Man, we're gonna do some crazy things. Tell us we can't do it, we're gonna go try that. It's full of love, it's full of joy. Because if we have clear eyes and we have full hearts, I'm telling you, we can't lose Foundation Church. Let's pray, Lord, we love you. And I thank you for today. I thank you. I thank you for your goodness to us. God, I ask right now that in this place, there would be a movement that happens right here, 129th and 71st Street. In this group of believers, that we would be unapologetic about the mission you have given us and the way of getting there. And the Lord, we would get involved and we'd be a part of it 
whether that's serving, whether that's inviting, whether that's giving, man, whether that's getting involved in connect groups, whether that's showing up on Sundays, man, Lord, that we would start using the gifts you've given us, not wishing that we had different gifts, not comparing our gifts to other people, but it takes all of us, not just some of us, to do this mission and this purpose that you have given us. And Lord, if we will, if we will do this, there's nothing that's gonna stop us. We're unstoppable. Because your word says that you will build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Lord, we would be the church you've called us to be and we wouldn't take our eyes off the mission like the Israelites did. That we wouldn't get distracted like so many teams do, but we would have a laser focus on who you've called Foundations Church to be so that we can reach this world and we can live lives and we can be a church in a way that really really matters. So God, give us clear eyes. Give us hearts that are full of your spirit. Let us run after your purpose and your mission. With heads bowed and eyes closed, today if you're here, you say, Justin, I'm here, and I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Maybe you're watching at home, and that's you. We want to give you a chance to change that. You're here today and you say, Justin, that's man, I'm here and I'm just not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Somewhere along the way, I, I just fell away. I want to give you a chance to change that and get things right with you and your Savior, Jesus Christ. And so today, if it's a first time decision or you need to recommit your life, I'm going to count to three, and all I'm going to ask you to do is raise your hand. And we're going to lead you in a prayer to change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me. You just raise your hand so I can see it. Is there anyone else? Yeah. Is there anyone else? You join these two hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today. You just say, Justin, that's me. Yeah. Is there anyone else? You join these three hands before we go any further in service today. And you say, Justin, man, that's me. Because where I'm at, I know it's not where I should be. And there's got to be some change that happens in my life. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service today? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me. and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess, man, I've sinned. I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. Got to turn away from the life that I was living. I repent of it, and I turn to you. And I grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give these three individuals that raised their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.